Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. now for The Drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis and Mark Lieberman. Welcome back into The Drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Mark Lieberman. We'll have a fat check next week. So we'll get him uh, for an AFC-NFC championship game a weekend. Hopefully, we'll include uh, one uh, Lamar Jackson uh, in that one. Uh, but it should be incredibly fun, this uh, divisional playoff. Oh, run. yeah. I think it's going to be great. Oh, these games are fantastic. Look at your Bucks, Elite Eight. Oh, believe me. How about that? Baker's got a swagger. And I thought this year didn't count. <laughs> no, I really did. I thought they were tanking. I'm serious. I thought Is this were... a uh, can't lose for you because Absolutely. either Tampa Bay wins or your guy Brad Holmes wins? That's true. It's win-win for me. Brad Holmes right. beat the Rams where he was the former assistant right, GM for. Got in. And now he has a chance to beat his hometown team. I don't know what affiliation has with San Francisco or Green Bay right now, but we'll find some storyline to have that next week. This it's Green a, it's Bay a crazy team, good story either way. With this Green Bay team, like he's the best quarterback in the league the last awesome. part of the season. He is incredible. And, and you can see it like in his body language. Like he you know, Sometimes with young quarterbacks, you can just see the hesitation on their mm-hmm. bodies. And then when the, the established guys, or sometimes with a young guy like this, like I see both with him and C.J. Stroud, like sometimes when they throw the ball, I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. Uh-huh. Right? Like when they and let it go, you're like, oh, he means the hell out of that throw. This right. is going to be good. How open got that those guys though yes. against Dallas, right? right. But um, I saw something where they talked about kind of a, a, a shot at Aaron Rodgers that he plays within the system, and they understand when he's he's not audibling and, and checking down and doing different things and just – He's he's within the framework of what they want to do, and a healthy Aaron Jones, they're dangerous. They're, they're pretty good. Yeah, sometimes when you get a guy that will uh, coaches like maybe not necessarily physically gifted, uh, like, you know, he, Jordan Love isn't huge or right. throw the football over those mountains or any of that stuff. But those guys are the ones who will listen. Mm-hmm. They'll they'll do exactly what you tell them to do because they they feel like they need that, mm-hmm. and those guys thrive. Mm-hmm. He's like Tua with McDaniel. Yeah. 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 Brett has been waiting a really long time, and I didn't want to make him wait any longer than he did. Brett, welcome into the drive. And I think, well, what's up, buddy? It's all good, guys. Uh, yeah, waited through a few callers, uh, so the topic has already passed. But uh wanted to talk about the uh, the KP stuff. No, please. That, that is the topic. It has <laughs> not passed. Believe me. Go for it. <laughs> okay. All right. So I am well aware of what, the broken situation that Chris Mack walked into in his first year. But I'll be honest, I was going through a 
bad life situation hit Max last year and Kenny's first year. Um, I guess one positive out of all that is that I didn't have to endure all that and watch it. I didn't endure much worse. But anyhow, uh, my question is, what exactly is the broken situation that he inherited? Like, what about it was so bad? Like, I understand, uh, you know, Mac left mid-year and the geese came in um, and, and even the Dino Gaudio stuff. Like, I was aware of, of, of that stuff there. But what about that affected Kenny so much? that he is saying that he inherited something so bad. Like, I, I just don't understand it. Like, I feel like his first year, we didn't have any um, uh, scholarships held back. I mean, there wasn't any players, you know, being accused of some crazy stuff, at least as far as I know. But I, I'm just legitimately, what was the broken situation? It was so bad that you go four and 28 you know there's so many other broken situations in college basketball college athletics altogether that a good coach can come in in year one and you know not necessarily knock the doors down but you know bring some life into the program and he has done the complete opposite so i I just please enlighten me on what's the broken situation that he came into because i legitimately was out of the loop at that time of my life. And uh, I just, I truly do not know. So I'll hang up and listen, guys. Thank you. I appreciate uh, the call there, Brett. Thank you. And I hope he's doing better now. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it. Uh, and I, and if so, uh, I hope so. Spencer, could we, when you get a second, I'd like to play it again, mm-hmm. uh, just to let it be fresh uh, in people's ears. Uh, Spencer, if we could play that, if we could play Kenny again here in just a second. Because uh, Kenny's words were, a broken something mm-hmm. his words that's a quote a broken something so not exactly uh digging into the details either when he said it uh but i i don't i don't want to minimize just because i don't want to make it a, a get out of responsibility free card for for how awful year one was doesn't mean that i'm going to minimize he came in after chris mack had been extorted suspended and the IARP was still hanging out there mm-hmm. and Louisville had kind of it really faltered down the stretch. Uh, he, you know, Chris Mack negotiated his exit here. I've really softened towards him. If you can tell, uh, and, I have. and they, they, things were not great. It, it, it wasn't the mood around here was not great. The mood in the country wasn't great. Like post COVID, like it was just, it was a tough time yeah. for everyone, everyone, everywhere. Uh, and it, I am sure it's true that it was harder than it probably has ever been to get people interested in coming here with the IARP in particular sort of hanging over. And you got that pe- part, the death penalty mm-hmm. part. Yeah, that that's a tough one. But I would tell you this as a coach. And I know co- that's a challenge that you you want the challenge. You want it is an opportunity. It to is such a shine. huge. Yes. And right. that's what you, you want to build the satisfaction of. Okay. We are going to make this right. We are going to build this program, and, and we're going to get the the kids in that we want. All those things. That's the challenge. That's the that's the beauty of, of coaching and, and seeing 
that you created something and and instead of harboring back to you know all the all the stuff that again over and over and over again and even the 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 bad part about that is about trying to like saying that that like mm-hmm. you know the, the cloud and all that sort of thing none of that explains or excuses the fact that you had a roster of guys that played last year some of them were the ones you brought in chose to some of them were ones you inherited and they were awful and not only were they awful they they were offensive in body language and effort and attention to detail you did a whatever the story if i grant you full immunity since that's like the word of the day lately if i grant you full immunity for whatever happened with the roster to where it was like it was for your first year what you did with what you had sucked mm-hmm. it was terrible and you should at least be willing to say you're on the hook for that and he isn't like these guys are i just in the end i'm afraid it's arrogance i'm too good to have to coach these crummy boys let me get my own superstars in here then you'll see how good a coach i am that's i don't know how he lands another job anywhere else afterwards if this is like because they're going to come up like okay what went wrong at louisville like why was it that bad it's like well this he's just making excuses for everything else except taking ownership of it which i know coach you've been in several interviews like that probably doesn't fly at all all it takes is one though to like to to to, you know the promises of of all the things that were promised when he was going to come here with rock nation and, and nike and all those other connections and bringing the players in and and hasn't happened so it, 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 yeah it looks like like you thought i was going to be able to make those guys play good yeah that is exactly what we thought jalen withers double double last night he's done he's been fine for north carolina all season but obviously he had revenge on his mind last night and i kind of joked about it on the show yesterday came to fruition i didn't think that was going to happen but it did yeah it's just as far as the program goes i just for coach Payne, what the vision was what he was trying to establish last year what he's trying to establish this year, I, I'm still not sure. And we could put together like the worst like rogues gallery of, of quotes and comments he's made in post game press conferences or, or midweek press conferences just this year of things like you go they the highlight video of an absurd out of bounds play to dunk on Diener, mm-hmm. you know, uh, which is asinine. In which, by the way, like you Great basically, uh, yeah, there you go. I'll, I owe you like a, a nickel or something, <laughs> right? Uh, in which you basically uh, tried to brag about practicing a reactive play that no one should waste time practicing, uh, and produced practice footage of it for us, uh, which is insane. Uh, in a, a fortunate win over what UMBC, mm-hmm. that was what yep, that was game for. one. Uh, okay. Then you have the no one asks me how I fixed it. Comment. Remember that? Mm-hmm. This year? That's right. I think that was still the UBC game. No one asked me how I fixed it. Tyler Johnson with the tights. Karan Davis didn't do anything wrong. Didn't do anything wrong again. Nothing else I can say about it. Mm-hmm. Last year didn't count. That's just this year, guys. The all timer is the Woody trick me. No, that's what I was going to say. Spencer I, I mentioned that one. Go yeah. ahead. No, Spencer. I don't want steal your thunder either yeah no that was like i was talking texting someone and i was like i haven't seen the callers this amped up since that woody trick me moment where like surely he didn't say that it's like 
Like, dude, I get you guys were assisted with the Knicks together and you guys have a relationship. But, like, that comes across like if you win the games, like, you know, I didn't think they were going to go zone, but they did. And we were prepared and we stopped them. You didn't get one by me. Like, it could have worked that way. But you blew the game. And it just comes across like he's arrogance. It's like, it may fly a little bit if you're winning. It's not flying when you're 6-31 and 31 or whatever the hell the record is overall. Yeah. I mean, uh, it just it just goes back to the, these calls. And Spence, you just talked about it. And this fan base, which Mark, you and I have talked about incessantly, how, how bright they are as far as understanding the game, how in, in invested they are. And it's just that to me, like you just you don't want to let them down. Like you don't want to let down. I don't think he thinks about them at all. I mean, that's that. Everything is inclusive. Like as a as a coach, like you're thinking about everything. About okay, the student section is it like you know you're thinking about every little thing. You know, uh, are are we are we in the right position on the out of bounds play? Should he take a step back and so he can see the floor and don't go straight back going at everything you're thinking about. I'm, I'm just spewing stuff, but that's what you're thinking about, and to just be blasé about a whole the season. Whole season. Is you already said that, so. well, and I would add with uh, when it comes to fans, and then Cody will get uh, to you. Louisville fans up until like Saturday, because Louis did his FOIA request for the actual ticket scanned yep. for uh, for NC State, and it was about what fifteen hundred, eighteen hundred more for that game than the week before, because they won at Miami in the middle of the week. Louisville fans give them give them. Uh, uh, echo of a reasonable reason to be out there and they will be out there in increasing numbers I do not want to know what the um center is going to look like for the next game because this guy just told you if it goes bad it's not on I I don't care you expect to see some signs in the uh I expect to um? see some empty ass seats okay that, that too no no he's not worth a sign I just you know ways for people to to express themselves I hope not but I'm worried about that mm-hmm I was worried about that after the uh, Josh did talk to Eric and talked about the deposits and he's mm-hmm. going to be our coach going into the new year and all that, that people were going to see that as a red cape like, oh, we just haven't made this ugly enough yet. Mm-hmm. And then they've played a little better and it's been a little less odious to just sort of watch mm-hmm. them. But now, it, th- this is going to get brought up every day. All mm-hmm. goodwill was lost last night. That's right. Like you built 100% a right. little bit of goodwill with the win of Miami That's right. and, you know, playing tough, which I hate that we're saying that, but you played tough against NC State. You didn't quit that game. And then last night, like, the game you covered, if you want to go with that, like, yeah, you whatever. 16, get out of here. Again, yeah. it, you know, and it's I'm not Spence, just take this the coaching um, way about me, but just, yeah, people saying that they played tough and they played, they, they, they were they, down 15 they to 4 before score. they got the game on the ACC network. Right, they have some, you know, those guys are getting better. The, the bench, what happens sometimes when you shorten rotation Guys know they're going to get their minutes. They, they're more comfortable with each other on the floor, not coming in and out. So, And you have guys. I mean, Curtis Williams, is a, uh, he's a threat. And Tyler and Sky are, are driving gaps, getting pay, uh, pieces of the paint. Last night, he did a great job snaking a ball screen. Sky Clark hitting uh, Hatfield on, on a, a dunk. But then you watch them coming down on the other end, and it's just not engaged. And so... They are talented guys. It's Curtis like their Williams, controllers yeah. come unplugged when they're on defense. Yeah, but that's the <laughs> job, really right? Is. Yeah, it, 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 yeah. Like they're moving on offense. You get down to the defense page until they get the ball back. You know, there's a lot of coaches. I mean, they're going to spend a lot of time in their practices 
it's 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 not a balance. They're going to spend a lot more time defensively, especially when you get into conference play, because you want to know everything your opponents are doing. You want to know how to attack them, but you also want to know what they're going to run, how they're, how they're going to run it. Like last night, it was just like, you know it's going in, you know, going inside, you know, um, to back out. Did I pronounce it right? Baycott. Baycott. Okay. Tomato, tomato. But um, you know what they're going to run to get them the ball, and they did it. And like I said, there was no pressure on the passer. There was no, are we fronting? Are we playing behind? Are we going to dig? Are we going to double? That's a game where you need a hard double. So, yeah. Let's get uh, Cody in here next. Cody, welcome into the drive, buddy. What's up? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, bud. Um, so, from the jump, I've, I've had a big issue with how the strength and conditioning program mm-hmm. has been ran here. Um, like, I, I think last year it took about – Exactly, exactly. I think the dude's name is Adam Petway, and and I I don't know what he does. I don't know what he does with these guys. Like, yeah, they're in better shape this season, but but Trey White's not nearly as explosive as he was at USC. And then last year, it's just like the – so I'm not not some, like, Adonis. You know, I I stay in shape. I I, I go to the gym, but, like, I'm not some, like, Adonis. But I've I've been around dudes that that train people and coach people, you know, for a living, and and it's like – they, they, they track everything, your body fat, uh, I mean, your, your reps, all this and that. There is no reason Sidney Curry should have hit the floor last year with how bad he looked. Not only that, they made him a captain. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's like it, it, the, the strength and conditioning program, that's the tone setter, man. It's like we uh, – like, gosh, how many of us got, got hyped when we saw that first picture of Ryan McMahon looking jacked? Like, I about <laughs> ran my car off the, off the road. When I, when I when I saw, it, I was like, yeah, dude. Um, but um, that's the tone setter, and it's like I don't know specifically what they do. They don't seem like they track body fat like they should. And, and I hate saying like they should, like because these guys are professionals. But but really, I, I don't know what they do in, in that department. It, it's it's really strange. It, um, it's like they're lean, but they're skinny fat. You know what I'm saying? Like like every time I, I'm not trying to be mean or anything like that, but. You know, that there used to be, like, you know, you remember, um, I'm too young for this, but I've seen videos. You remember Rick's first year, uh, Ellis Miles comes out, like, from Compton, California, and this dude looks just like like Arnold, like that, yeah. that one off season with Rick. I mean, that that's what I was expecting with Sidney Curry. And then just to see him out there just, just moping around and, 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 and looking like a train wreck, and some of these dudes looking like, an out of shape train wreck. It just it made no sense, and that was that was my first issue from the jump. Where I was like, wait a minute, why is our women's basketball strength and conditioning coach training our guys like for for two months? Like when you just got here, I, I don't know. But from the jump, I've had a big issue with that. I just uh, I just want to hear your response to that. I appreciate it. You, you mentioned it. You just said Coach Patino had his hand in it. Every program, as the head coach is involved, the coaching staff. Is meeting with the strength and and and, and Louisville's because, strength program. Go ahead, Mark. No, I was just gonna say because it's part of the that overall. Is, it's a huge part. We're meeting every day. We're 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 worried about okay, what's his weight at? What's his body? Fat? We're we're dealing with that. We're we're setting the standards. That's your job. And then you tell the your assistant coaches and and your strength coaches and assistant coach. And I was around those guys this summer with the TBT, and I, those guys did a great job. Um, especially even with Shane, like. I, I was specific about, hey, this is what we want them at. This is what kind of um, body fat, weight, all those type of things. I was 
on his and what happens if plank? you weren't those things right it no what happens to shane Bahannon if he's not his body fat or he weighs too much what yeah, happens he probably doesn't even play in the tbt and he's not going to be effective and he's not and what playing. happened when he was here as a player mm-hmm. if somebody the body fat percentage is wrong right you're, what you're, happens to them you're running you're 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 getting suspended and you're not playing you're not playing you're right. suspended you're not you're not you know we're gonna it's gonna be we're gonna be held accountable because maybe okay Coach Lieberman, you're in charge of, of Shane Bahannon. If he's not meeting this weight, I'll see you first thing in the morning at 6 a.m. You know, you're going to lose his weight. Yeah, right. Which I had to as well so when I worked here. But regardless, that's 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 it. I, I think those guys, and I could speak for Gio and some of these other strength coaches. Like I was around those guys a lot this summer. There's a bunch. They do a good job, and it's just the directive of what you want, your vision, what you want your players to look like. You know, Coach Matt came in and he wanted different type of player like than what coach patina he wanted coach patina wanted leaner guys who can right and chris, and chris wanted Matt, bulkier guys thicker guys and that's like we talked about ryan mcmahon but that starts everything is on you and you have to hold yourself accountable for everything that's i just talked about the student section and, and whatever and promoting and going out and being engaging and 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 being affable with all of it. it's all part of what you signed up for and you're determining what your players are going to look like and how it's going to, if you want them lean, if you want them stronger, that's that's what's going to be the directive from you. And if it's not from you, then it's your assistant coaches are going to handle that. And it's going to be checked on daily. So it's not on, you know, the, the, the strength program as far as that they're lacking something as far as what to do or how to do it. 8150-939, that's uh, the number if you want to jump in here. The phones have been full from the time we started the show here. So we'll just keep it going here. James, welcome to the drive, buddy. What's up? And I can understand why it's full. This is, this is great sports talk radio. You guys are fantastic. Keep it up. Thank you. Uh, and he, anybody's calling in, unless your screener doesn't ask what we're going to talk about necessarily. And what, so I said I was going to talk about Kenny Payne's comments, and they didn't ask what I was going to say or whatever. So for anybody out there listening and thinking this is just a hate on Kenny Payne, I'm sure that the uh, pro-Kenny Payne people are, are invited to call in and they can get through. I just haven't heard any at all, and I can understand why. But your screeners is an equal opportunity, and I really appreciate that. The uh, And this idea that Kenny Kenny's situation is the same as the North Carolina coach is kind of odd. I mean, let's think about it. The, their coach was with Roy Williams. He was on the sideline with him. I mean, Kenny was with Cal. Seriously, that's a mentor? And then Kenny went to the NBA, and I'm not really sure he was a coach in the NBA. I think he was more of like a player assistant or something, a front office person. So he really didn't have any really good coaching uh, mentorship coming into this job I, that I can see. And uh, as I see about it, I think it really it kind of boils down to this. It's all about Josh Hurd right now. Some of your callers have already bloated to this, and Josh Hurd is going to make a decision – that frankly is in Josh Hurd's best interest. I mean, he's got to think about his job security because his decision coming up, if he stays with Kenny Payne, I mean, he may get one more year here himself. And then if he goes down in flames with this decision, Josh's career as an AD is over. He might be, you know, AD at Georgetown next year or two years from now. And I'm not talking about Georgetown in Washington, Georgetown, Kentucky. Not that that's not a good job, but Josh wants a big time job. And, this could ruin his career, too. It seems like everybody coming into contact with this, with Coach Payne, their careers 
are going up in flames. Our assistant coaches, how are they going to get jobs after this? The players that that are sticking around, he's kind of ruining these potential NBA players. I like your I like your comments. I'll hang up. I appreciate the show. Yep. About what do you think about the pressure on Josh is at this time? Thanks. Appreciate uh, the call there. I I think Josh up to this point uh, has enjoyed uh, some relative. People are putting space between him and the hire because he was in. He was the interim AD at the time, and I think it very collaborative process. Uh, he was not dictatorial as the the AD. Uh, I suspect if he if he was, they would have hired Kyle Neptune. Mm-hmm. That's what if I had to bet any amount of money, that's what they would have done. Uh, but it wasn't that. It was the result of taking into account meaningful, influential, financially worthwhile voices. Uh, and look, th- I I don't want to do revisionism. Like Kenny had no resume and had no uh, had nothing in his resume that justified Mm -hmm. him getting the job i don't believe that he's just done an awful job but i don't think that that i think josh has been benefited people have kept him as if like people don't look at this like he picked kenny alone and he's on the hook for this uh but the hand because he didn't become the permanent ad until after and there was a there was no ad there's no president like it was a different time Mm -hmm. This is the first time I've really felt like some of this might stick to him for how he's handling these these things. And and this one saying basically Kenny's just sort of absolving himself of responsibility for a whole horrible year. Well, who's he putting it on then? Like who is on the hook for year one if it's not Kenny? L. <laughs> Ellis. It's just him. According apparently. to Kenny, yeah. I think that's probably right. Uh, but you're, you're but, spot on as but far as... Josh, like, Josh yeah. can't have a coach out there saying, it's not my fault when we lose. No. No. And, and usually, and I've told you this, I don't put as much credence in, in the post-game press conferences. It's a little different this year with with Coach Payne. But usually, uh, even if you're not as polished because it's his first head coaching job, but at the same time, like, and, it, and his reputation, like from Oregon to Kentucky to assistant with Thibodeau with the Knicks, I mean... Yeah, he was well. He's well thought of in in the in the circles, and like you said, it's just it's not. He's just not getting it done. I I think the longer this goes, though, and like the more egregious things, there's just something about this that seems to really have hit people at a new level. Like I'm definitely not okay with this. I I think Josh's gonna have to say or do something uh, about Kenny. Basically, just saying like I don't know what you're trying to hold your one against me for. This is your one. It's not true, but also the the kind of the funny hidden assumption that just sort of shows like kind of how lost in high weeds I think Kenny is. I think he thinks this is a successful year one. Yeah, I'm, I, I, look, I, even if he doesn't come out with what he said last night, you beat Miami, and even though I'm I'm looking at it, you know, differently than than some people, you know, you, you you're it's a close game with NC State. And you know the the North Carolina team is a, is a juggernaut, but you know it, it is what it is. So if you don't say that, you kind of just treading water and just keep getting through, and then you never know. But it all changed with last night's uh, post game press conference. Let's get uh, Harold in here before we take our last break. Harold, welcome in the drive, buddy. What's up? Hey, good afternoon. Um, you know, real quick, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, man. I understand the revisionist history piece. Um, 
And I, I will say, right, I didn't think I didn't think he was ready for this job. Any rate, water under the bridge because we're here now, and you know the results of um, year one redone um, show that you know that to be true. I think you know he's blaming the university for for last year. It was the university's fault that last year went the way that it went. Um, and you know I I I struggle I struggle listening to a leader of men in this case. Um, scapegoating. I struggle hmm. listening to a leader of men not not take accountability. And the reason I struggle is because I don't see accountability on the floor. It would be one thing if we saw accountability on the court and he wasn't taking accountability, right? Then I'm pretty sure you would stop seeing accountability on the court. But I don't really see a team that's held accountable to um, anything, any standards whatsoever. And I, I think your first caller today really hit the nail on the head when they mentioned the coach um, not sharing sort of the same vision of the program mm. that we have. I mean, you know, your last caller mentioned um, mentioned Josh Hurd being at Georgetown College. Well, maybe that's where our current basketball coach thinks he's coaching. Maybe he thinks he's coaching Bellarmine. Or maybe he was at UK long enough that he has ingrained in him that we're just some commuter school. Right? I don't know what it is, but his vision is not the vision I have for a program. I said it yesterday. While I didn't expect us, while I didn't believe we would win, I expect us to win. I expect us to compete. And I feel like our coach doesn't expect us to win these games and doesn't expect us to compete in these games. And it's belied by the fact that you come out and say that last year, like, that this is year one. It, it doesn't make any sense in any world. It's only because. Last year would have been year one if we went undefeated. Last year would have been year one if it was on par with um, the 13-win season before. But because last year was a four-win season, because we have a coach who is defeated by some cloud, I feel like the only cloud now is the cloud in his mind. Yeah. Like, I, I, I mean, I understand that, you know, there's a lot of narratives out there. I, I get that. But if you're going to be a person who is believing and buying into those narratives when you have every single ounce of power to change them, then you are now creating that narrative. You are now upholding that narrative. If we have a cloud now, it's because our head coach has said we have a cloud and operates as if we have a cloud, not because that's the reality. You know, I mean, I go back to a three-week three break. Our coach was announced, and then there was three weeks of nothing. Yeah. The last caller, uh, I guess the caller before, brought up strength and conditioning. We didn't get strength and conditioning until when? September? I feel like that was the last position hired. So at every single step along the way, there have been decisions made, right? And it's okay. We are free to make whatever decisions we want to in this life, but we're not free from the consequences. Year one was a four-win season. Year two currently is six wins. doesn't matter what you think because, like you said, other people think differently. And the reality of the matter is you got paid for last year, you got paid for this year, and on that piece of paper you hold your hand. This is the second year of the contract. So 
I, I'm fired up about that, and I really believe our coach needs a culture change. Appreciate the call, Harold. Thank you so much. Uh, I think that there are a lot of people who are settling on the the feeling that Kenny has become the cloud. I don't know how else to say it better than that. That whatever the challenges were at the beginning, he still believes they're right over his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And the rest of us like, how about we just play some good basketball? Yeah, that's that's what I want. I just I, I want to see the product, you know. Um, Virginia fifty one point seven, North Carolina forty eight point three, NC State fifty four point two, Pittsburgh forty five point six, Miami thirty nine point five, but eleven for thirty four from the three point line with nine uncontested misses. Um, I don't think there's a coach in the country with those numbers, um, with the field goal percentage that is against you like that. That that is absolutely ridiculous to have those type type of numbers that teams are shooting almost fifty percent making one out of every two shots. It just that's I mean compare unreal. that to when we had Jeff Brom or uh, when we had Jeff Walls on, excuse me, and he mm-hmm. said you know we have to get better defensively. We're teams are shooting forty two percent against us. That's not acceptable. We got to get under forty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we got teams yeah. shooting in the sixties. If you want to know here, here's the best way to illustrate how bad the defensive effort has been on a consistent basis, but especially last night. You shot 75% from three in the second half last night. You shot 65%. Louisville did. 65% against a really good defense. Mm-hmm. And you outscored them by one. Yeah. You outscored them 41 to 40 in the second half with the kind of shooting effort that would beat anybody. And you barely outscored them by one because of just how abysmal they are on the defensive end. If nothing else, you, you could spend the entire practice just teaching you know, the, the box outs, the car crashes, the, no, no second shots. Rotations, whatever. Yeah, just spend the entire day of, okay, this is it. This is schematically what we're going to do. We're going to keep it simple. We're switching every ball screen. We're switching out, so we're going to veer you out, off to make you go east and west. We're going to get to the inside. Everybody's going to take three steps towards the screen so there's no rejects or rolls. That's it. Work on that every day for the next two or three days before you play, you know, your next game. And these percentages, because Wake is really good offensively. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do against this defense. Let's go ahead and take our last break here. We will come back, give you guys one more chance uh, to hop on in here if you would like before we wrap things up on the drive on I Thunderville. Right back. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. You're listening to The Drive, presented by Fitness Market, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Mark Ennis and Mark Lieberman. 
Welcome back into the drive here on 93.9 The Bill. Mark Ennis, Mark Lieberman here on a Thursday. Still some time if you want to jump in here. The phones have been full, so I'm sure some of you have tried uh, to get in here. So we'll give you a chance uh, here to do this. I wanted to play this for you. Mm-hmm. Spencer hit me like 9 o'clock this morning. We got to play this. Texas loses to Central Florida. Mm-hmm. And uh, Texas is hilariously sensitive about horns down. <laughs> Uh, which I do not understand, but I, I just, I'm going to warn you guys, Texas fans, I'm not sure you're cut out for that SEC life. If you're going to be this in your feelings about horns freaking down. Rodney Satterfield is what I'm going to call him now. I mean, you might as well. Uh, if, if UCF comes in my building and beats us, I'm telling them to do it. I'm saying, do some more. And in the press conference afterward, I'm saying, they should everybody should have had that because that's the- embarrassing for us to, to, to not hold serve and beat this team, you know, not taking anything away from UCF. You know, this is our standard. That's ridiculous. Everybody should be putting that down until we, we get this right. So we got the clip of him because he... I stole the thunder. Uh, no, you're good. He he gets his money's worth out of the right way here. Listen to this. You know, I'm a big believer in, uh, you know, you win the right way, you lose the right way. And, you know, I always tell my guys, you know, um, whether you win or lose, you win the right way. You lose the right way. You carry yourself the right way. You don't go through the handshake line or proud to get into the handshake line and have about six or seven guys putting the horns down. We don't do that, you know, because when you do those kind of things, it looks very classless, and it also looks like you were just hoping to win. We never go into games trying to hope to win. We go into games expecting to win. So we don't act like that. You know, we expect to win. We don't jump up and down like like we won a national championship. We sure don't step on anyone's home court deal and act crazy and try to show them up in any way. We don't do that. You know, so that's what I was angry about. And I was letting those guys know you don't do that. You know, you guys won. Hey, we shake, you know, shake your hand, tip our hat to you. But we're not going to let you act that way in our building. You're not going to do that. You're not going to put your horns down and do all that nonsense. The right way. You know, I spin that with my team that 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 night or the next morning. You know, everything that they're doing, every every time they they screw up, taping pictures of it. I'm putting horns down everywhere, and I am getting these guys as pissed off as possible in every situation. That yeah, that's they just came in here and and they did that to you. Control what you can with your group, and not worry about that being a factor in why your team lost, figure out, make your team, you know, better and, and, and fix it. That's it. There, that's, that's so like ancillary nonsense that you need to worry about. 40, it's college sports. There are 40 allotted minutes in which they get to definitively determine whether UCF should do horns down or not. And they had just concluded when he decided to get all uptight about this, pal, the number one way to keep UCF fans from doing horns down on your floor, UCF is to beat them. Mm-hmm. You don't get to try to regulate it afterwards, pal. If they beat you, uh, uh, all's they, fair here, pal. Well, what are you doing? Yeah, and the, and the players for UCF are excited and, and so on. Like that's uh, and you know UCF I get it was from, just hoping to win. Yeah, so they first were. year in the Big Twelve, of course they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, look. We're so excited, but I can't believe you beat us. Like you said, like you go in the I SEC. I mean, they like, suck. It's year zero, if you want to. I guess. He was the interim yeah. last year. Now it's year zero, I guess. Is that year, year point five. Year point five yeah. for Roddy Terry. 
the number one way to get horns down everywhere you go all the time is to ever complain about oh what he just down. did <laughs> it's the same as stupid satterfield yes. complaining about l's down i mean i'm surprised he didn't get pictures of it sent to him in the mail yeah exactly this is viral so now every every fan base and you know i don't know if the players are going to do it but you're going to see everybody around it whatever arena they're in is going to the horns down is now a it's constant. It's already a constant when Texas shows up, and now he's right. making it worse. Again, I, he just, yeah, he just, yeah, he he fed, you know, he, he fed right into to what people he drew are a do. big target on it. Yeah, I need Musselman next year if they play at Texas because the SEC just when if you win, just take your shirt because you do it anytime you win. Apparently, he just takes his shirt off, just does horns down the entire. Or time. he has the horns down painted on his chest. Oh right, yeah, that would off. be the ultimate. You like that, Spence? that'd be ultimate there if he did that. I like that idea. Yeah. Okay. If if you were a football team playing at Texas, wouldn't those big signs you hold up with the plays on them, you know, and you what you would make one of those horns down every time. Wouldn't you? The Big 12 had a rule where you got a 15-yard on sportsmanlike conduct for doing that. But they could do horns up and it was you know, okay. In in the SEC, an Alabama fan was so mad, he poisoned hundreds of year-old <laughs> trees on Auburn's campus after they lost the game. LSU fans roast and eat an alligator for every Florida game. An actual alligator. Every time. What the hell are these guys going to do in the SEC? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's it, like to be that. There's sensitive. a decent chance one SEC yeah. fan base is going to fling a disembodied hand <laughs> at him in the form. Like, they can, don't, can they, it I stay don't, like that? Can it stay like rigor, that? Rigor mortis. Is, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Right. Wasn't there one team that got like an actual Longhorn? Like they killed like a bull or a buffalo, or whatever. So Jackie Sherrill, a long time ago, uh, when he was the coach, I believe at Mississippi State, had a. A Texas like a bull castrated, castrated. yeah, for that. the team yeah. to show them how they make a Longhorn steer like that, yeah. And there was some blowback on that. Yeah, I don't know how Ronald Taylor would be able to handle that. Yeah, <laughs> that would bother him apparently. I think, but I'm telling, like, if I'm the AD, I'm like, what are you doing? Mm. Stop it. Win. Yes. You missed your window to stop them from doing horns yeah. down. Not after. Yeah. They've been on such a slide since that Louisville game that they really were lucky enough to win at this point. IU like, too. Like, Texas is just a joke of a team right now. IU hadn't been great either. Yeah. No. Texas is talented. They got some They got some guys. They, they just, were in the Elite Eight a year ago. Mm-hmm. Like, Well, they, they added shouldn't. the kid for more Roberts. I mean, that, you know. He's, yeah, who led the country in scoring mm-hmm. three years ago or something. Yep. Texture wants to know how many t- – tw- uh, tell me how 25 double-digit losses is acceptable since he took over. Well, most of those didn't count, as we've learned. Uh, those four course, wins last year didn't count. I'm vacating well, that's, them. Yeah, that's all four of them. You're vacating those four <laughs> Those four wins. One road win. Mm-hmm. Well, then you can just – the good part is Maui just out the window. Right? I feel bad if people travel to that. Like, oh, you you – yeah. You're talking about people that went out of their way to travel with that team to Maui last year, knowing that the guy in charge didn't care, didn't yeah. think it mattered? Yeah, three-week, three-day Hawaii I mean, vacation. Spent all of last year telling us we're building a culture, we're laying a culture, we're, 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 it's gonna we're be tough. establishing a culture and all this. He wasn't doing any of that. Man, it, 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 these fans are so great in the city. This, this Since I've been here, you know, 
coming up here, what, 11, 12 years ago. It's just amazing. It is just, they're, they're knowledgeable, they're passionate, they get it, they just, I mean, just embrace it. Embrace it. I, I just, it's hard. It's hard for me to just to relate to all this. It really is. It does. It bothers me. Texture says, I want to play Texas so we can give them horns down while they give us L's down. That now that would be kind of funny to find out. Like, <laughs> do Texas are there other insults like that? Do they do do they do them or are they perfect sure, gentlemen at all times? Right. Yeah. Like their guys haven't done something on the bench. Right? Man, they're you, flashing the horns up the entire time. You're a you are a if you're like win with class, like man. He lost at home to UCF. He's got to lash out at something that was right there for him. It's a simple target. He went after it. Do you guys remember, not not a, a great choice? That's what he did. Do you guys remember like a few years ago with uh, Coach K? I believe it was Peyton Pritchard or Dylan Brooks, one of those two at Oregon. Like one of them hit it like a last second, like kind of garbage time three. They were just hoisting it up. He's like, "You're better than that. Like you shouldn't have." It was like tournament game too. They lost. Yeah, he, Coach K had a a a short stretch in his career where he got super moralistic in the handshake lines. Like you know, he was kind of giving like feedback that people didn't ask for in the handshake line and stuff. That whole. Uh, Kind of the czar of all of college basketball thing mm-hmm. really went to his head for for a time where he was he was coaching everybody's teams. <laughs> There's things going on. You're right. Um, like I just watched Louisiana Monroe, um, Jacksonville scored like they were already up 14. They you, scored. Are a you layup. all right? What's that? You you okay? Why is that? You like I just watched Louisiana Monroe Jacksonville basketball. Like that sounds like a cry that's for a, help. That's no, it's an everyday thing for okay. me. Okay, I'll find a good conference USA game tonight. Um, He's got James- potential transfers to the ACC next year. Gotcha. Watch James Madison tonight. Regardless, I digress. But like, they scored a, a garbage basket, and and the coach for for um, Monroe just goes after the Jacksonville guy. This stuff happens a lot, but that's a little more egregious when you're just you know that's that's the part that is the right way, Spence. You're not going to score a garbage basket. This is this is silliness. This is small potatoes to me. Also, we know this firsthand from our experiences with them. There is not a fan base that in, more enjoys being petulant and knowing that they're getting under your skin than UCF fans. They're the new moneyest <laughs> mo- the people you almost. Yeah, almost. They're the worst. They are the worst. He will regret this. <laughs> Until he is no longer the head coach there. They're the worst. Really? Just uh, <laughs> like 50,000 13-year-olds. That's what they are. He will regret this. He almost made me cuss on the air. <laughs> he almost did. They're the worst. See, I thought you were going to go with Kentucky because they're super petty. I mean, no, obviously, it's the rivalry like here with us. It. Like, they're going to do horns down every time they play Texas. Kentucky's old money annoying. That's true. They know they're good. It's rooted in something. But the UCF, it's we just snorted cocaine and now we're going after everybody and have accomplished nothing <laughs> coach Lieberman as a fellow florida guy originally do you concur with the statement i, I don't know central florida as well as i as do. our friend mark here um he does i i'll um let him handle that i dislike orlando as much as steve rummage likes it he loves i know it's gosh. weird i could talk about miami and fort lauderdale but yeah central florida it's a different Animals. It is. Oh, people do not understand how far away not, they are from yes, one another. <laughs> yes. Yes. Miami's completely, yeah. It's like its own country. You know, we have the state of Louisville, like the state of Miami, like it's its own. When Howard oh, Stellenberger yeah. said that, he was totally on to something. Oh, yeah. It's, yes. a different, it's a different world. Yep, it is. 
It's like Naples isn't even like it's it's no all parts of Florida is like yeah it's it's such a, it's a, a confederation a, of uh, of loosely aligned really <laughs> municipalities. It really is. <laughs> they should have like five different governors and and all they that kind should. of stuff. They no, really they absolutely should, should break it off. Like and, when various empires used to sort of break apart into little well, factions. That's kind of what Florida. There should is. be like South Florida, Central Florida, and North Florida. Well, North Florida is just South Alabama. Agree, but that's what I'm saying. Just right. break it off. Break from the union. My dad used to say that uh, the St. John's River in Jacksonville flows north uh-huh. because Georgia sucks. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, he loved that joke. Is that right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jacksonville's as South Georgia as it gets. Yeah. Florida's a weird place. Great place. It, weird? I'm sure. Weird. There's nothing yes. like it. As Drew Diener can attest to right now. He's uh, totally Jealous. under their charms. Yes. I don't think he likes Orlando either. No, he's... He wants to be where the water is. Yeah. Do you know how hard you have to try in Florida to be far away from the beach? True. Orlando. There's always water. There's Nailed somewhere. It. Yeah. <laughs> they are. Yeah. I miss it. Get back Your favorite there. non-Miami place? In Florida? Uh, yeah. Um. Not like on Earth. Yeah, in Florida. Well, I mean, <laughs> I love Fort Lauderdale. Okay. Yeah, it's it's great. I think for a whole lot of people, that's just like other Miami. That's what I'm saying. So, like, you get it. Everything south of like Tampa Miami, is Miami. <laughs> I lived in Miami Lakes when I was down there, which was like yeah. close to Broward County and, and whatnot. But you go down deep into Miami and Cutler Ridge and, and South Beach and all. Like, it's such a different. Pahokee, all those oh, places. How else would you be like super petty? Just go like Miami Gardens, Florida, because it's not technically Miami. Right. I have Coral Gables. What are you Coral talking Gables, about? Coral Gables, right. yeah. Miami Gardens. Huh? That's where it's the right, Dolphins play. It is. Uh, right, on the, right on the border. Sure, our riveting conversation for our listeners right now. We spent three hours being mad. I just wanted to. Yeah, I need to get you a little chipper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You look. Yeah, you got a little smile. Fort Myers, Fort Myers, and I really like uh, South St. Pete too. Well, that Clearwater St. Pete, fantastic. You just asked my one, and I just I love Fort Lauderdale. I'm having trouble pronouncing it, but it's uh, it's the best. Hopefully, the women's team cheers us up tonight. They got Clemson. Broadcast our six thirty on nine three on the Ville game at seven. A little promo before the end of the show. It counts. That as does far count. As we know this game counts. <laughs> Jeff Wolf's been doing a long time. I don't think, yeah. Try and get two more zingers in before the uh, <laughs> show's I'm so over. So mad about this. I know you are. I'm sorry. I just I have to apologize. Try and get one more zinger in. I don't like being gaslit. You spent a whole year telling me about all this hard work and foundation laying and everything you're doing, and then when it goes badly, you're like, I didn't count anyway. Well, that's a you problem. That's a good singer. He got paid like it counts. Yes, he did. And you heard people calling in. They paid like it counts. I don't know. All right, who you like this weekend in the NFL? Give me uh, your picks. I think, uh, I think Green Bay is going to steal that game. I'm with you. Detroit, Green Bay. Uh, unfortunately, I think this is the end of the road for the Bucs, and that's okay. Uh, and then I, I think Baltimore is going to win, and I think Kansas City is going to win. That's your final four. How about you? Um, I like Buffalo. I like the Ravens. Uh, San Francisco is good, but it's something about Green Bay right now. I take Green Bay and Detroit. I agree. I want to see Detroit uh, in the Super Bowl, and that would be I great. I picked to go to the Super Bowl. Did you really? The, uh, at the beginning of the playoffs, mm-hmm. it said Detroit-Baltimore. That's what I think. Yeah. Detroit and Baltimore would be great Super Bowl. I think so, too. Dan Campbell with two weeks Super right. Bowl attention. Oh, that'd be spectacular. He's, He's a leader of men. He is. I was wrong about him, and I enjoy it. All right, that's going to do it for us. You've been listening to The Drive on Thunderbolt. See you.